What is up designers? Welcome back to the Surviving and Cancel podcast. Today's episode is kind of a continuation to kind of formalize and round out the ideas that I was talking about in yesterday's episode, which was my final thoughts. You know, you'll see it in quotations as final thoughts on the entire series, how to properly build a cult like attention around your unpopular opinion in the cancel culture era. Um, I want to kind of elaborate on the idea uh, that I was expressing in yesterday's episode. Um, so in yesterday's episode, what I talked about a lot one of the main focuses is that everybody wants to be a marketer. Everybody wants to increase the you know the perceived value of their ideas, but no one wants to actually have a valuable idea. And um, I felt like a lot of that is associated with you know the paradigm that people are living through. If you're living through like a low-level self-serving paradigm, then you're just going to want the you know the benefits of having something that people think is valuable. But if you move on to the next paradigm, you're empathetic. You care more about people then suddenly you start to care about actual like people actually reaping value as opposed to you reaping value because they think it's valuable and they're paying for it. Um, but just to kind of round out the idea that I was expressing in that episode, man, just today, you know, me and my girlfriend, we were driving down. I think it was, uh, uh, what's that road called? Um, it's right next to Bella, Beverly Boulevard. It's Melrose. We were driving down Melrose here in uh, Los Angeles because uh, we were you know, doing some delivery driving because we need to make some money, you know, because this business, business is a tedious thing. Uh, launching and, and, and getting products out into the world that are actually valuable is a long, painstaking process. And it is not a, you know, uh, profitable, uh, it's not a profitable po- podcast, a profitable venture, you know, in its uh, beginner stages. So, me working on my campaigns, me working on launching this business and creating something actually valuable, it's not funding me or my life. You know, I still have no bank account. You know, I'm still tra- I'm bootstrapping this entire company without a bank account, no income, no money, you know, uh, 400 credit score. Uh, I'm kind of doing this all from scratch. And so in order to eat and live, we were delivery driving just to get a couple of dollars and actually have something to eat today. Um, but... You know, that's a little bit of size. When we were delivery driving, and you're riding down Melrose Avenue um, out here in Hollywood. And if you don't know about Melrose Avenue, Melrose Avenue is like a shopping district here in um, California, here in Los Angeles. And, um, you know, I remember the first time I came down Melrose, it was kind of like almost like a high tech, futuristic, high fashion, you know, type of vibe that was emanating from the area. You know, um, big glass storefronts, um, prominent brands, but more of an urban flavor in the streetwear and splattered alongside, you know, each side of the road or restaurants and things like that. Um, but, you know, with the entire culmination, it's just an entire Santa Monica, Los Angeles vibe. So palm trees spouting from the sidewalk. People pose on this road. It's a tourist road. If you've ever been to any tourist town, it's similar to uh, South Beach. You know, the line, you know, the walk of South Beach, where all these different restaurants and all these different clothing stores and, you know, uh, a lot of tourists out there. And so coming down this road is like a little bit of like a walk, like a runway for a fashion show. You know, everybody's dressed, you know, to the top of their ability because this is the socialite area. This is the hot spot for people who want to get noticed and want people to see them and hear from them. and and things like that, you know, Lamborghinis are parked here, ghosts and rave for driving up and down the street, um, even regular cars, but everybody's dressed to the, you know, to the, to the gills. 
Um, it's just a, a, a road that's... I hear people arguing. I'm very attentive. Because just yesterday, somebody got shot at outside of the front of my house. Three shots went on. Bop, bop, bop. And I seen three, four people running down the street. Um, and then following shortly after was a BMW, just white BMW, just picked up, boom, just rushed straight down the street. And, uh, you know, shortly after, police were circling and helicopters and, you know, things like that. And I walked into the lobby and a friend of mine, Sean, um, you know, he said he seen somebody ducking behind the cars with a pistol before they opened fire. So I'm kind of a little skittish about what's going on behind me. You always got to be attentive. But anyway, you know, Melrose Avenue was just this socialite zone. Um, you know, it's just like classic L.A., a lot of fun colors and paints and just just a shopping district. And so we were riding down Melrose Avenue uh, to make a long story short, looking at all, you know, you know the, the activity of the region. And uh, one of the most prominent things about the area, like I said, you know, one of the focal points was the way that people were carrying themselves and that people were dressed. Now, it's good to have fun. It's good to be a socialite. It's good to socialize and go outside and have a life and enjoy the time that we have here because it is super finite. Um, and it can be gone as my own armed robbery situation where I had a gun held to the back of my head suggests. You know, life can be gone in the blink of an eye. And so it's good to go out and explore and, and live your life as a young person. But, you know, you'll see people you know, on this, on this road. And it, it seems like everyone is to a certain degree posing, you know, they're trying to live up to an image, you know, this, even this observation of this scene, scenery led to me and my girlfriend having a long conversation about living reactively. Okay. Culture wants a specific idea for each individual, for each man and woman, there's a specific ideal. And most people are reactive to that ideal, even though it isn't uh, even though it isn't optimal, it, you know, even though it isn't an optimal character, okay? Um, and so you'll see people trying to chase and react to what culture wants of them. You'll see them wearing specific designer clothes and they have specific chains, maybe cars of a specific brand. Um, and they're all chasing this image. And, you know, the, the, the overall energy of this location was, you know, it, you know, it was kind of, it's fun, it's lively, it's, it's, it's buzzing, but at the same time, it's kind of stifled. You know, a lot of people were, like I said, you know, there was it was a poser-esque energy. A lot of people were, were seemed to be dressed up and, and attempting to be fancy and attempting to be suave and attempting to be charming, but they also seemed to a degree um, out of their element. Like, they were they were tourists, like, and they were living a life that wasn't, inherent to who they were it wasn't 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 also indicative of they were of who they were and so for me this spawned the greater conversation of um character uh i, I mean this is spawned the greater conversation of you know uh perceived value versus actual value and the way it relates to the conversation i was having yesterday was i was saying that a lot of people are marketers because they're self-serving they want to win and so they'll ramp up the perceived value of what it is they're offering so that they can actually, you know, people, you know, they don't, they're not, they're not giving people value in their products and their business, but people perceive it as high value. And so what people pay because they perceive it as high value is not equivalent to the value they're actually receiving. 
And so the, the, the marketer gains a lot, whereas the customer doesn't gain quite as much. Um, and so, and, and that's a lot about having a taker mentality, a competitive mentality, a mentality that's all about you, a mentality that's all, all, all you want to do is win. You know, as opposed to somebody that's a designer, you want to make the most valuable product and, you know, the perception of the product should be equivalent to what it is that's actually being created. Or, you know, as they say, you should, you know, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. And so, why I think this was a perfect, you know, scenery, a perfect um, mosaic to kind of demonstrate what it is that I'm expressing um, is because a lot of these people on these streets, now I don't know their personal lives or their personal stories, it's just something that I suppose you know it, it's almost as, like if, as if they're the marketer a lot of people in life they want maybe a high quality girlfriend or a high quality boyfriend right and so they market themselves and try to portray an image of someone that's high quality you know and this is where that chase of a certain societal image comes from this is what i mean when they say they're reactive to a certain societal image society says this is a high quality person they try to mimic that without actually becoming that and so they're marketing themselves and trying to increase their perceived value but it comes off as an imitation because very few people in this reality have actually done the work to um actually meet the value that they're perceived as to become a valuable person and so you'll have a situation where maybe for guys and like uh maybe like the red pill community they'll think uh to a certain degree a lot of them think that tricks and gimmicks and dressing a certain type of way and money is 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 the way which we're going to talk about a little bit more of the red pill community this tomorrow um they think these are the ways to get a girl or something like that and um you know it's a lot about trying to alter someone's perception instead of altering who you are and so a lot of these people, they, they dress a certain type of way. They dress in the highest, most flyest designer brands. They wear gold chains, nice watches, maybe a car that's all blinged out, you know, that they can't necessarily afford. Um, they're talking a certain way. They're acting a certain way. They try to mimic value in order to throw, off the, throw out the perception that they are valuable, you know. But here's the thing. Doing that, you you know, it's a self-centered thing because you might attract someone who believes in the image, that believes in the, you know, the vision that you're portraying. But behind the scenes, just like you know, a marketer might attract a customer and get them to purchase, your value doesn't actually match that perception that you threw out. And so it's it's a direct equivalent because like with business, the customer will, you know, go on to find that the technology doesn't satiate, you know, uh, you know, uh, their original desire for a particular type of, you know, a particular uh, level of value. And the people that they date will soon discover like, okay, the technology to this person isn't matching the value, you know, the details and the marketing that they let out to begin with. And so you act in a way that suggests you're a valuable person. And behind the scenes, you know, the technology, aka the systems, aren't really there so you don't have systems to ensure that you're actually making money habits are systems you know the ways you go about your life and live your day they're systems so you don't have the systems to actually make the money that your image suggests you make so this person this customer even though they you can put out this perceived value and hook them in will be dissatisfied on the back end with you as a person i mean you don't have the systems in place you know you don't wake up every day and meditate and, and do push-ups and sit-ups and do all the workouts and you know in your repertoire you know that the, that the world suggests you should do in order to remain fit so you don't have the systems to remain fitness 
And so maybe instead you just got a BBL or you got a, you put on some fake abs or some fake biceps or some fake lips and, uh, you know, the perceived value, you know, of these things is there, but the systems aren't there to, in order to maintain that health or that lifestyle. It's not real. And the, the real benefits and the real merits that come with that lifestyle are amiss because again, either you, you know, you just changed their perception. You didn't change the actual value of what it is that you offered. A lot of people, like I said, they want to change society's perception, but they don't want to change who they are. They don't want to get better. And so even like in terms of the system, like you might be spitting game, you might be smooth, you might portray in a, uh, to this person, oh, this, this idea of we're going to have a long relationship or even a good time. But behind the scenes, you don't even have the systems, you don't have the technology that ensures that even your mental health stays intact. And so you might be a drunk, you might be depressed, you might be anxious, you might have all these mental illnesses running rampant in your head. But when you meet this person, you know, you, you kind of push that to the side and uh, portray something different. So their perception of you is different than what you actually are. And similarly, a lot of people try to fluctuate the perceived value of their business with their marketing efforts because they just want the girl or they just want the customer. But notice that's indicative of what you want. And not how much you want for that other person to feel better or feel happy or succeed or, or, or just reap some form of value from what it is that you offer. And that's all I really have to say for this video. Um, I think tomorrow I'm going to branch a little bit more into that idea of, you know, wanting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot, of, a lot about people who express this idea. I'm, I'm going to go off on a little tangent tomorrow, probably, and talk about this idea that people have that marriage is not a marriage is not for men, but really, you know, it's it's how people when people say that, like they they kind of ignore their own responsibility and their failures. You know what I'm saying? Like the only, in my personal opinion, the only people reason people say that marriage isn't for men is because they're not willing to man up and take on the responsibilities that marriage entails. And like, and I know that might be a difficult thing to hear for a lot of people because that's the typical thing that people say to shame you into marrying somebody. Like, oh, you're not man enough to actually be in a marriage and do a commitment and be in love. You're not man enough to take care of a woman. You're not man enough to step up and be the bride. They try to shame you. But I'm not here to shame anybody. I'm here to just talk about the reality of the fact. Because the truth of the matter is that all variables in your sphere of influence uh, default one way or another based on you. And so marriage is actually a pretty safe and rewarding process as long as you're willing to be disciplined. You know, and in and, and the ways you take care of the variables in your sphere of influence. Um, and so tomorrow I'm going to talk about how subcommunications are an important thing. You know, they, like people say, uh, oh, my wife just woke up one day and she said she didn't love me. And, you know, she just wanted to leave because she's a cheater. You know, she broke the contract because she gets paid to do so. Never do a contract. People get paid to do so. Men don't benefit from marriage. This, that, and a third. And it's like, you know, a lot of people fail in their relationships and marriage because... I think it has a lot to do with your personal subcommunications. Your, in 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 you know, first off, how you value and how you perceive yourself. Like it goes into this conversation of reactivity, okay? And you know, I don't know about this other community that people talk about, but I learned from 
Owen Cook and RSD Tyler, same person. And uh, he talked he talked a lot about reactivity in society. And a lot of people's subcommunications, you know, are based on what the other person is communicating. A lot of people's marriages fail because they're reacting to their partner and they don't take responsibility to how for how they've reacted to a person or how how they've allowed themselves to follow another person's signal and um that in itself probably threw off their polarity and sold their relationship in their marriage but anyways i'm not gonna go too long about that because we're not talking about this in the episode we're gonna talk about it in the next episode but anyways uh thanks you for listening i, I do want to rift on this idea just a teeny bit more because you know this idea that I'm talking about is uh, uh, we're, we're going to break this up into a separate episode. Thanks for listening. This is Surviving the Cancel Podcast. This is Dallas speaking, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.